Hey guys, today we're on to the book of James, chapter 1. A lot of people like the book of James because they feel like it's easy to understand um, compared to many of the other New Testament books. It's a lot more simple um, and easy language, um, especially coming off of the book of Hebrews. That's very apparent. And so James is easy to understand, but we've got to be careful because James is also easy to misunderstand. And so that's kind of how I want to start off this podcast, setting up the whole book, and then we'll dive into uh, James chapter 1 here. But the main point of James and, and the point he's trying to make is all about practical Christian perfection. So practical Christian perfection. Not just any kind of perfection, but Christian perfection. And not some sort of abstract theoretical Christian perfection, but very practical boots on the ground how does how does the great and um, amazing salvation that God has um, accomplished for us and is working out in our lives through his divine dispensing and our growth in life what does that look like when it maps on to m- the mundane situations we find ourselves in what does the uttermost salvation that, you know, the book of Hebrews talked about, saved to the uttermost, that eventually has to come down on the ground and be lived out in very mundane, normal, practical situations. And the balance of the book of James is that sometimes it's easy to not have our feet on the ground as Christians. We just kind of stay in this abstract, um, you know, discussions of really amazing doctrine and truths and um, we don't live that out in normal situations. And so James is a balance to us to say that we shouldn't neglect the practical details of our daily life. And some people think that as long as they have faith, that's good enough. But James is showing us living faith must be confirmed by its issue. Living faith will have a result. It must have fruit. It must be lived out and expressed. Um, And so this is the main purpose of the book of James, to remind us and, in a sense, bring a balance into our experience um, and remind us that that practical Christian perfection must be lived out. Now, the danger and the thing that's easy to misunderstand about, about the book of James is to simply take it as a kind of a self-help manual. Um, we, you know, it's easy to read these things and, and it just says, um, do this, do that. I mean, chapter one, it said, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And, you know, that's, that's an easy kind of thing you can tape up on your computer screen. And before you leave a comment on a YouTube video, you think, Hey, slow to speak, slow to wrath, quick to hear. Let me just slow down here. And we could treat James like a self-help manual where we just kind of rely on our own self-effort to try and put into practice the things we read, or we treat it like a fortune cookie, fortune cookie sayings where, wow, this is a really cool, um, you know, clever, uh, example. And and James is full of these poetic, um, you know, kind of wisdom aphorisms. So we don't want to just take it as a self-help manual or a clever, uh, cluster of wisdom sayings. We want to see this as a product of the divine life, again, mapping onto practical situations. And so as we think about Christian perfection, 
perfection. And, and again, this isn't just complete moral perfection, like we'll never have mistakes or sin, but it's perfection. The Greek word is the full development of the divine life, teleos. And when we think about the, uh, James's teaching on perfection, we need to keep in mind two things. Number one, the means of perfection in the New Testament, and number two, the goal of perfection. And we'll see this in the book of James, that the means of perfection is the life of God, not the law of God. How does Christian perfection um, come about? Not by trying in ourselves to achieve what the law demands, but it's by receiving the supply of the life of God. And then we need to keep in mind the goal of perfection, Christian perfection. It's God's purpose, not just our individual piety. So when we start to get into the book of James, we need to see his speaking on perfection, not as some sort of lone comet trailing off onto it, you know, trailing off on its own course into the dark and kind of taking off, taking us off um, course, but we need to see it as uh, being set within a whole constellation of verses on perfection. And I just want to point out two that um, appear in the book before and after the book of James. So in Hebrews, this was a huge point in chapter 7, that the Lord is able to save to the uttermost, and that's that same Greek word, perfection, those who come forward to him. So his high priesthood ministry of dispensing bread and wine, the divine life for our enjoyment, brings perfection. And in that same chapter, 719, the book of Hebrews says, the law perfected nothing. So the means of our perfection in the book of Hebrews, and we need to map this onto the book of James, is the divine life. And then the book right after James, 1 Peter 5.10, Peter says, the God of all grace will himself perfect you. So again, the means of perfection in our Christian life is not the law, it's the divine life and the God of all grace supplying us. And the goal, again, is God's purpose and expression, not just being a good person and individual piety. Okay, so let's just look at this chapter real briefly here with that setup. I think it's important to keep that in mind. Practical Christian perfection, where does it come from, and what what's the goal? And in chapter one, we've got three things. The source of this perfection, the process of this perfection, and the reward for this perfection. So source process, reward. And source is in verse 18. It says, the father of lights has brought us forth by the word of truth, purposing that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So what is the source of our uh, Christian perfection? It is the divine life embodied in the word of truth. Um, when, when, when James says that God has brought us forth, he means God has given birth to us. God has brought forth our spiritual being. So he's talking about our regeneration here, our reception of divine life. And so James here in chapter one is setting us up and helping us understand where does this kind of living he's going to describe come from? Where do these practical virtues come from? They come from our divine birth and our reception of divine life. Okay, in verse 21, he shows us the process of perfection. What is driving along this process? Well, he says, put away all filthiness and malice 
and receive in meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So the process of perfection is again tied to life in the word. And we see this in this phrase, the implanted word. So this likens the word to a seed that God wants to sow into us, plant within us. And once that word is planted within our heart and spirit, it reacts, it develops, it grows, it sprouts, and it brings forth the living out of Christ in these practical situations. And lastly, the reward for this um, development of the divine life is in verse 12. He says, Blessed is the man who endures trial, because when he has become approved by testing, he will receive the crown of life, which he promised to those who love him. So again here, the reward and the ultimate development of um, this uh, Christian perfection is the crown of life, again, tying it to life. Crown meaning the, you know, the reward, the glory, the expression um, of life. So life will develop, and if we let life develop, when the Lord comes back, we will receive a crown. And again, I love in this verse, the last part, he's promised this to those who love him. So this is another key for approaching the book of James, receiving the divine life, opening up to the operation of the implanted word and loving the Lord in the midst of trials and temptation, like chapter one talks about. But we love the Lord. We have faith in his goodness in arranging our lives And that will let the divine life grow within us to maturity and let us live out practical Christian perfection.